It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, another edition of the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. Seen uh, a little bit of uh, basketball here early in the uh, the week. I've seen two boys' games. Brady saw a, uh, a girls' uh, game uh, last night, and I'm interested to hear about it, not because it was a good game. It was actually a blowout. But I want to hear about this Marine City girls basketball team, who I will see uh, in another day against St. Clair in well, a big uh, rivalry game. Well, we have a lot to talk about uh, in this game. Uh, well, I mean, from yesterday, there was a lot of basketball action. So we're going to have a lot to, to sift through and figure out where everyone stands. Is We are on the eve of getting league play started, at least in, in, in girls' basketball. And some fun uh, Mac-BWAC crossovers the last two nights um, for me with Marine City playing Algonac on Monday, and then a great basketball game between St. Clair and Yale that I'm sure we will talk about uh, uh, quite a bit uh, coming yeah, up. Yeah, you got everything you were hoping for there, didn't you? Yeah, it's you know it's not that often that you hype a game or that you, you get a feel for a game and you're like, this looks pretty even to me, and that this should be a good game, and it was exactly what um, I was hoping for going in. So we'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming up in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. 
Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval. Equal housing opportunity. NMLS number 401863. DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Magna International would like to thank the Blue Water area for welcoming us into their community. We are excited to put our roots down in this beautiful, growing area. As the largest auto supplier in North America, we are thrilled to call Blue Water area home and look forward to many, many years in this wonderful community. Our brand new facility is located off of Range Road in St. Clair, Michigan. Magna is a proud sponsor of Blue Water Area High School Athletics. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. And uh, it, it should be an interesting show uh, today. Uh, you you want to start on Monday or you want to start with last night? Yeah, let's start with Monday's games just because there weren't a lot of them. So we can get through them fairly quickly. And then we have like 15 different games to mention from last night. The, the first thing that I want to say about uh, the, the first two days of the week, how many threes do you think I've seen? Well, uh, I think Marine City had a pretty decent show, and I'd say you've probably seen like a dozen to 15. I have seen 22 threes in the last two games. Jeez. Uh, And it's come in streaks where, like, uh, last night, uh, a good example, Yale and St. Clair went up and down three or four times in a row trading threes. Like, they, they get on these hot streaks. The Mariners knocked down nine in their game, the Saints knocked down seven, Yale made four, 
uh, and Algonac knocked down two. I've seen 22 three-point makes, and, and I've probably seen 45 attempts, maybe 50, in the last two nights. A lot of threes, it, a lot of threes. It's been, uh, it's been very uh, interesting. Uh, at one point in the first half, they were doing better shooting threes than they were doing shooting twos. And I've seen that a couple of times now this year. There was year another in games. game that happened in yesterday, but we'll get to that when when, when we come to it. Yeah. So on Monday night, I saw Marine City. Uh, they beat Algonac seventy-one to thirty-six. Um, Algonac struggles defensively. They give up a lot of easy points. Um, the Mariners put some pressure on them and got a lot of layups. It was close for the first little bit. Well, wasn't I mean, it? Mar- Marine City came out and actually scored the first seven points of the game. So they never trailed in in the game. But by the end of the first quarter, the score was just 10 to 7 for the the Mariners. But then they outscored them 17 to 5 in the second quarter uh, and 21 to 9 in the third. So, I mean, they pulled away pretty quickly. uh, And and actually, uh, Algonac only had 21 points through three quarters. So they scored 15 in the the fourth. They had eight, they, they played 10 kids, and eight kids scored. But they leave a lot of points out uh, on the floor. They get, they've get they got two tall, lanky kids in the middle. And they get the ball into the paint. And they get a lot of good looks. They don't make a lot of baskets. And they get some offensive rebounds. They just don't make shots. Or at least on Monday night against Marine City, they missed a lot of open opportunities. They, they, probably, they scored 36. Brady, they should have scored 60 points. At least, but again, if you're not going to stop anybody uh, either, so um, I did like Greg Falsey. He had 11 points in the game. He he's one of their uh, bigs. Uh, Nick Evanoff is their their other big. But there there just isn't there isn't one area of the game where you just go, oh, they're unbelievably bad, or or you watch them and go, oh, these guys don't know how to play basketball. They run plays. They do some good things. They just don't make shots. They don't make enough shots. Right. You can do everything you want outside the perimeter, set up every play, set you want, have anything you want. But it comes down to it. If you can't put the ball in the hoop, all the other stuff becomes irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, it's not like they're out there kicking the ball around or throwing it up in the stands and you're just like, oh, these guys can't play. They just don't make shots. Um, And Marine City couldn't miss on Monday night. Everything was going on. Like I said – the Mariners knocked down nine threes. Now, we know that that's not Marine City's game most nights. Right. But on Monday night, everything they shot from outside the three-point line was going in. Um, they, they just had a great game. Scott Kretschmer scored 16, knocked down four threes uh, in the game. Matt Simons came off the bench and knocked down three threes and scored 10 points. Um, they got 15 from Wyatt Walker. He knocked down a three. He stepped back one time. Oh, and, he can and, shoot and just outside just as one. well as anyone else. Um, uh, Vanderviver had a, a three-pointer in the uh, the game. That was his only basket. Um, Caden Chapman scored 12 points in the game. But the guy I want to talk about, and the guy that I gave the Magna uh, Mega Performer to in the game, was Luke Collins. Now, he only scored six points. One of them was on, like, a 10-foot Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook. And we're not talking about a center or a power forward here. We're talking about a little guard. Uh, and he, he probably had a half dozen assists in this game. 
Um, and I was trying to think of the NBA player that it reminded me of. Sacramento Kings had a guy uh, a few years back. I think his last name was Williams. But he used to run around and throw the ball behind his head and do all kinds. And that was Collins on Monday night. He, he, he had one assist. I can't describe it. Like, I could show it to Brady. Like, he kind of did this with the ball. Like, he threw <laughs> it behind his he head. threw it behind and... his head and over his shoulder right to the guy for uh, an easy lay-in. Uh, and, and he was just – the things he was doing with the basketball, he was having fun, and he had the student section – into the game. Every time he came he, down the he court, did. he'd do something and everybody would be like, oh, and just going nuts over it. He was just a lot of fun to watch. Yes. He he had that same kind of mentality when I was doing their Yale game. Yeah. He, he, he was just, uh, he was putting on the show um, and pulling it off, executing it. Like, he, he wasn't doing things that uh, hurt his team. He was doing things that were kind of razzle-dazzle, but at the same time, they were working, and his team was feeding off of it, and good things were happening. Uh, and so just I, I, I thought it was a standout performance. He was a showman on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. Um, other scores, I know Armada beat Lamphere 57-45. Armada had been up and down early in the season. They get a win over uh, Lamphere. Sneezak ended with 21. Vite had 10. Uh, Waskin and Cone had seven each. So, and those were the guys that played well against Anchor Bay when we saw them at the uh, the showcase. Uh, and so that's a, a couple of wins now for the Tigers in a row. Yeah, yeah, much needed is again. BWAC play is going to be tough. Like, there's not going to be a lot of easy games because think about the top of the BWAC. Croslex, you have Richmond. MLA City, you saw Yale last night. Armada has potential. Yeah, there are going to be some really And, and Elmont is off teams. to a good start, yeah, too. Yeah, Elmont, too, as well. So I think that's really it for our games from Monday. I don't think there was anything else, unless I'm missing something, and I apologize. No, I know. It was a, a really small schedule. All right. Um do you want to start with keep it with the boys basketball yeah, for now? Yeah, because this was a really nice matchup. St. Clair and Yale um, had a lot of fun with this. Early on, I mean, it was, it was always tight. I think the biggest spread at any point in the game was six points. Um, early, very early in the fourth quarter, like opening minute of the fourth quarter, Yale stretched a one-point lead to six. They were up 38-32. Uh, and then St. Clair ended up coming back and winning by four, 51-47. But uh, it was neck and neck down the uh, the stretch. Um, but it was 9-8 St. Clair at the end of the, uh, the first quarter. And Yale didn't take their first lead until after the four-minute mark of the second quarter. And then they led all the way into the early to mid-stages of the fourth quarter before St. Clair caught up again and got him. But, again, it, it was always tight. It was always, it's a one-point game. Up oh, now it's a three-point right. game. Oh, it's a one-point game. Up oh, now it's a five-point game. Up oh, now it's a one-point game again. Like, how many it, lean changes did you really have? Like, not as many as you would think. Because, like I said, like, St. Clair got in front and led by a little for a quarter and a half. And then Yale got in front and led by a little for a quarter and a half. And then in the fourth quarter, again, 
there were some lead changes, but not as many as you would think. Like like St. Clair made their move in the last two minutes of the game to retake the lead, and then they made their free throws down the stretch to to hang on. But like it was nine eight St. Clair after one. It was nineteen eighteen Yale at halftime. It was thirty three thirty two at the end of three for uh, for Yale, uh, and it ended fifty one forty seven. And it, it was weird. First half, nobody could make a free throw. Second half, nobody missed. They needed to switch hoops. Like, it, it was weird. I, I think at halftime, there was one made free throw in the game between the two teams. Really? Yale had one, and St. Clair didn't have any. And, and I'm just looking at this now. Yale made over... 10 free throws and so did St. Clair like the, the at at the when they needed it Eli Lore stepped up at one point and made five in a row clutch free throws when they needed it Ryan Monarch stepped up to the line made five in a row for Yale uh Garrett Donlin who I thought had a really good game on offense scored 16 points he knocked down three late in the game that, that were big. It, it was just a, it was a physical game. There, there were a lot of – there was a lot of emotion between the two teams. Like, yeah, St. Clair and Yale are area teams, but this is not like a traditional rivalry. No, but it's still – They play each other a still, lot. growing up, whether you play Little League or local travel basketball, these are still kids you've played against – that you know about, that are kind of come from the same yeah, but, area. But you would think the, that these two teams have played thirty times in the last ten years, and that this is a big grudge. Because match a lot game. of these kids, pro- I mean, think about it. Going up through the, the the travel basketball that's in the area, at least when you're in a younger age, usually has these types of schools matching up with each other. Again. Little League, when you play in in the district tournaments and stuff, Yale, St. Clair, always in the same spot. So, yeah, these two teams know each other, maybe not as much from a high school level, but they've played each other, and they know who each other is for the most part. Real good matchup with the bigs in this game. Uh, Yale's two bigs, Dan Orrell and uh, Hunter Morissette, did a real good job against Kai Penwell and Hunter Richardson, and, and they kind of canceled each other out and kind of took that away from the Saints. So the Saints needed to get it from other people. Um, Cramp was good again, I thought. Uh, Luke Ellis had a really good game for uh, St. Clair. Um, And uh, Eli Lohr just continues to impress me with his play. And here's the thing about Eli Lohr is that they scored 19 in the fourth he had 12 of them, and those were his 12 points in the game. They shut him out through the first three quarters. Yeah, and I was going to ask you about some of Yale's players because I'm going to assume when I saw them play uh, Marine City, I saw their worst game of the year. Because since that, that game, they had won three straight. They just lost a close one, including a seven-point win over Richmond. But in my game, Yale struggled to score. They only had 23 points through three quarters. Monarch was their leading scorer with 10 uh, Oral had a nine. There wasn't anything that really wowed me, but it seems like the Bulldogs have figured it out a little bit. Well, Garrett Donlin had 16, and uh, yeah, he only had seven 
in my game. He was real confident. He came out and he knocked his first three makes were threes. That'll get you going. And then he used that to get off the three-point line and get to the basket for a couple of easy hoops. Mm-hmm. And then he made some some free throws. Uh, Ryan Monarch was good as well. He had 13 points in the game for them. Oral had seven. Uh, again, Hunter Morissette had five points, and he had a couple of big blocks too. Like he was a presence. Like he, he strikes you more. He strikes me more as like an offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. than a basketball player, but he played and gave them, I thought, real solid minutes. And, again, not easy to play against uh, Penowell and Richardson. Those are not easy guys to match up with. Penowell got into foul trouble. Like, they, they got Penowell into foul trouble, and he had to play the fourth quarter with four fouls. Yeah, and you're always playing a little more timid with, with, with four fouls. Yeah, uh, uh, and I like uh, Connor Jakubiak. He's another, yeah, he didn't he score is. a lot. He had three points, but he just – he handles the ball a lot. He's involved with what they're doing, uh, and, and he plays uh, tough defense. And another guy that was like that was uh, Caleb Gardner. So uh, I thought they, they had uh, kind of a, uh, a, a nice mix and that everybody who got in contributed in, in some way. But I can say the same thing about St. Clair. St. Clair had like 10 guys contribute in this game in and one way or another. That's why they're dangerous because – I mean, you have your starting five, and you go at minimum three, four off the bench that you know you can put in, and, and they will give you productive minutes at a minimum on any given night. Well, even like Distelrath and Schalk, they didn't score, but they played, and they they do stuff. You you say their name and you notice out them, on yeah. the court, and you notice what they're doing. All right, so do you let's you want to just stick with boys since we did only have four boy. Well, we had like five or six boys games from yesterday uh let's go to the other local local game richmond 64 marysville 49 now that score may not seem like a lot but marysville improved a lot especially offensively let's start with richmond for the blue devils it was uh the usual suspects quan haskins had 22 carl stevens had 13 and marcus thompson had 11 so when your guards are combining for 45 points, that's a good night. Yeah, and 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 the thing the thing is is like, well, you you know how I feel about Stevens, and uh, like he's he's a guard, but he's also um, he's got size to him. He's got size that you can play him as like a small forward or whatever, and not have uh, any issues with him, and and he can shoot. But he can also get to the basket. Like you can, you can post Stevens up against a big, and he's not really outsized or outmatched. Right. Uh, uh, so I mean, talking to people from Richmond, they, they they were happy. I mean, they probably felt like they were a little rusty coming out. By the way, Blake Rajewski, uh was out and not sure what his status is going to be going forward. But that's a, that's a nice big that they have in the rotation yeah. that, that if he's gone, it doesn't kill them, but it definitely takes a little bit of their, a lot of their depth away because he was a really nice player when I saw him against me. Yeah, and that, that's the thing. They, they got three or four you know, kind of lanky, tall kids that they can rotate uh, in and out and, and – that way, they, they have a lot more depth than a lot of the teams in the area. So, Marysville in this one. You mentioned how you saw a lot of threes. Marysville ties a school record for threes with 12 
three-pointers. Wow. So they scored 49 points and 36 came from beyond the arc. In fact, in the game, they only made four two-point baskets. Now, yes, it's nice you hit 12 threes, but you have to get a little more than eight points from other spots on the floor. Yeah. Like, Plus, two, if, if you're just jacking up threes, you're not going to get to the free throw very mu- or line very much. Right. So they got, what, 12 from or 36 from the field. They got eight from inside the arc. So that puts you at, what, 44? 44. So you got five from the charity strike. Yeah. And they didn't shoot all but two free throws against Bishop Foley. Now, Talk about them possibly upsetting someone. It seems like they're improving. Cole Bowman had 21 points. Cole Horan, a freshman, had eight. Uh, a couple different Vikings with six. Colin Sherrard and Zach Winston. So you have you have those guys starting to get it going. But when you hit 12 threes and you still drop a game by double digits... They have to find a way to get some sort of presence. Yeah. I'm not saying scores. I do like that the, the names we're reading uh, a lot in recent games are, are young guys. Yeah, and they're going to be there for a while. Yeah. But, like, I, even if you just get two two-pointers a quarter, that gives you, what, eight for the game? It helps you a little bit. It's it's a little more than than, than what they – had because I said they had what four, so double that. Yeah, gives you sixteen points inside, makes it somewhat competitive because that's tough. Hitting getting thirty six points from threes is awesome, but the flip side you're, is yeah, you're you're not likely to get that every game, right? But that is part of the reason why we said Marysville will be dangerous come district time because if they get a game like this and let's say they hit 12 threes and someone else is not not even having their worst night just a kind of off night they can surprise someone and ruin someone's season like that well, I like too Cole Bowman getting 21 points is encouraging because he was the one guy coming into the season where we thought here's a guy that could give them some consistent scoring yeah he hit th- uh, three points or three threes in the third quarter alone he finished with five in fact, in the third quarter, Marys will score 21 points all on threes. Wow. So. And I thought I was seeing a lot of threes. When they get the three-point going, they, they can be dangerous, but Richmond kept them at bay most of the game, and it took them a little while to get going. At the half, it was 30-20, uh, to 20, I believe. So it took a little third-quarter barrage for them to get back into it, but Marys will falls to Richmond 64-49. Uh, other games with BWAC teams. Here was one I said to you before we got on that was a little odd. So North Branch was playing Millington, and I believe this was the second game North Branch had played all year. After three quarters, North Branch had a lead on Millington, 45-43. The score at the end, Millington 62, North Branch 49. So uh, they got outscored, what, 19-5 to five in the fourth? 19-4. Four. 19-4 in the fourth. But we've seen this. Yeah, we, we saw it at the the uh, the showcase with what Peck did to to merit. Um, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what was said in the huddle, but I've got a feeling that most of the people in the gym heard whatever the Millington coach was saying to his <laughs> players at, at the end of three because we know Millington is a good team. 
Yeah. Um, and that they probably weren't I'm, – I'm not – either North Branch was playing above and beyond for the first three quarters or Millington wasn't quite bringing their A game. Uh, and in the fourth quarter, they put it on lockdown. Uh, I mean, uh, I've seen this happen. You wonder how it happens, but I've seen it happen before. Yeah, I mean, Millington was only one and one coming into this game. They lost to Saginaw Novell, and they beat Saginaw Valley Lutheran. So they, like North Branch, hadn't played a lot of games. Yeah, and we talked about that on the last show, like how some teams in the area played up to eight games. Yeah, we're almost at their halfway point. Yeah, and and other teams have only played a, a couple. I don't like that, but... Uh, at the end of the year, they'll all be around 20. Yeah. Um, another uh, score that's interesting was MLA City. They went to a, a smaller school with um, uh, geez, Southfield Christian. Thank you. Uh, and they dropped one 82 to 67. So they put up 67 points in a loss. But, Dennis, you saw the Southfield Christian team from a year ago. Yeah, they were a quarterfinal team. Yeah. So this is this is not a bad basketball team. And two, I, I tried to describe this gymnasium that they play in um, at Southfield Christian. First off, their school is kind of off the road, and you pull in, and you wonder if you're at the right place. Yeah, wasn't because it looks like a a grade school. Wasn't this the place you said that you kept driving like all right i'm almost there and then 10 minutes would pass like okay i need i should probably be there soon and <laughs> that was 10- that was out that was o- oakland, oakland you were driving Christian. through the you're driving through the woods and you're like it says it's really close yeah like i see signs for it but it seems like you know the sign says you're three miles away and it feels like you drive 10 miles before you, you get there because it's all a windy road um but with with southfield christian that that was a place where i pulled in and I, I went to the biggest parking lot, and the biggest parking lot is on the other side of where I needed to be. So then I had to, to ask somebody, some maintenance guy, like, where do you go to get into the gym? And he's like, oh, you need to go actually back out onto the main road, go down a driveway, and go in through there. And I'm, like, looking at it going, there are signs that are saying don't enter and all this. But sure enough, I got over on the other side of the building, and there was a parking lot and a doorway for the for the gym. And it just has, like, this weird feel when you walk inside. I don't know how many high schools you've been in where the, the hallways are carpeted. But but can't say many. But, but you walk in. Carpeted? And like, the hallways are carpeted and... Like it, it, it was just weird. And then again, you you go into the gym, and it's it's like uh, you ever been in the gym at like St. Mary's in in, in Port Huron or, yeah. or or one of those places? Yeah, like St. Stephen. Yeah. yeah, it's like one of those gymnasiums. It, it looks like a little grade school gymnasium. It's the lunchroom. Like behind the the visiting bench is the kitchen, you know, and you've got the little metal doors are rolled down so that you can't see inside. But, you know, they roll them up at lunchtime and the kids stand there and get their meals and go and, and sit at a lunch table that's probably sitting at center court. <laughs> it's just a really weird feel, and it's very Old claustrophobic. Too, isn't it? Or- yeah. Like, I was at the top of the, the stands to broadcast the Mooney game uh, there last year. Um, and like you feel like from the top of the stands, you could reach out. Like how many and people shake could you say fit in that gym? Uh, you, you could get a couple hundred in there. 
And it's loud. Right, because, I mean, it's a tin can. Yep, and that, so, and that of course, is, is where uh, – uh, it's one of the two places where I saw a, uh, a bookkeeper – Get a technical last year. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right there. You can mutter something <laughs> under your breath. The whole the whole gym hears you. So, Emily yeah. City has dropped their last two, but they did it at New Haven and at Southfield Christian. Now, here's a game that if we didn't have two big-time rivalry games, we'd probably be at uh, tomorrow. Richmond and Emily City play yeah. in Emily City. Outside of the games we're doing, Dennis, that might be the one I'm – scoreboard watching the most yeah that that would be a uh, an interesting game to see because I'm interested to find out about Emily City because they're still uh, like we're, we're starting to see everybody in the BWAC now but we still haven't seen them and they're that team that everybody is wondering are they a challenger yeah so that was that a couple GTC East scores in boys basketball Brown City Beats Dryden 63-36. I think the Green Devils have uh, figured out how to finish games. Well, and, and again, uh, one, one three straight when, when you, losing when you get to, to, the, to the smaller schools, if you've got two studs, and we think they've got two studs, um, you can do some damage. Yeah. Um, here was one that I'm assuming is a typo. If not, I need to find out the story behind this. <laughs> So K-Pax boys beat Burton Atherton 61-60. to So a high-scoring game in overtime. But it also has it listed as a forfeit. Yeah, I, I can't help you on that one because I don't know. I as- assume it's a typo. Or they found something out afterwards and Atherton had to forfeit the game. Or, or something player. happened mid-game. I, I don't know. But what would cause something to happen mid-game like – did Atherton run out of kids that could play? Possibly. I don't know. What's the fewest they'll let you put on the court? I I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I, I think you can play with four. I think you're allowed to, too. Because if someone, because I was in a game once where someone subbed off the floor and they didn't mean to. Uh, well, one guy came on and two went off, and we played five on four for like a minute. Yeah. I, I think they allow you to play with four. I, I don't know if they let you play fewer than that. I, I, I have no idea. It could as easily That would be been, a very strange way to end a basketball It game. very easily could have been someone misclicked a box when that's, putting the score see, in. See, that's what I think. I think just whoever put the score in screwed something up. <laughs> so I think that is it for – uh, our scores. Well, that's good for K-Pac because, again, I saw K-Pac play, um, and and what I like about them is they play hard. Right. They really do. Like, they, they were a scrappy bunch. Did they have a ton of basketball players? No, but they had a ton of kids that went out and played uh, hard, and they had some of the coolest names. That was too. their first. Lyman Berry is my man. That's their first <laughs> win of the season. They were one and four. So I think that does it for boys basketball. Um, let's Arribe take a Arce break is the other guy that I and go because we had a boatload of girls basketball games and some very interesting ones as well. We had BWAC action. We had Mac crossovers. So we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah, and, and I want to hear about the Marine City girls. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention. The herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. 
Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise financial advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Take advantage of high market values by tapping into your home's equity with a low-rate home equity line of credit from Advia Credit Union. Use the cash for seasonal spending, consolidating high-interest debt, and much more. Learn more and get started online at adviacu.org forward slash HELOC. All loans subject to approval, equal housing opportunity, NMLS number 401863. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. Looking for that perfect first vehicle for your kid's Sweet 16? Maybe you just want a quality vehicle at a fair price. Whatever your needs are, Jepson Car Company will take care of you. Located at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair, Jepson has a wide variety of pre-owned vehicles that can fit your budget. With a great selection for first-time car buyers, check out their website at jepsoncarco.com. That's J-E-P-S-O-N-C-A-R-C-O.com. Or give them a call at 810-662-3048 to find the perfect ride. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates 
updates on Port Huron Schools. Looking for a new career? Magna International could be the place for you. Located in St. Clair off Range Road, Magna was named one of Forbes 2020 World's Best Employers. Magna is currently hiring a multitude of positions and offers a great work environment with competitive pay. Wages start $17 and up. Apply for jobs at magna.com forward slash careers. Again, magna.com forward slash careers. Get a fresh start with Magna International today. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. And you're back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast. So we talked about the boys. Let's talk about the ladies. Yeah, Marine City's good. <laughs> like, Dennis, I, maybe I just got a good showing, but... This is a Marine City team that was coming off, I believe, 17 days since they last played. Let me double-check this real quick. Yeah, their last game was the was the 17th, so two weeks makes it the 31st, five days, so 19 days since they last played a game. Didn't look like it. They score, they score in bunches. They score 20 in the first, 17 in the second, 21 in the third, and then they were coasting the rest of the way through the fourth. Well-deserved, 62-24 over a Frazier team that came into the game at 3-2. and two. This isn't a team that you go, oh, oof, ah, not that great. I mean, they beat Lincoln in East Point, but they dominated them like they should. They only lose to Stevenson by 11. That's a Stevenson team that gave Port Huron High everything that can handle and just beat Northern by double digits. They beat Roseville, who is going to be a solid team in the in Marine City's gold. So this is not a slouch. Marine City didn't beat up on a, a, a nothing team. And let's not forget, Frazier has what, like 1,400 kids in it? Yeah. They're a big school. And Marine City made it look like they were playing a school that could barely field a team. Chloe Austin ends with 15 points. Jade Blanchard, though, was the story of the night with 18. She went seven of, or excuse me, eight of nine from the free throw line. She was great. Chloe Austin was great. And it really, I could say a nice thing of just about everyone on the team. I'll go down the list. Both Isabella and Olivia Volkman. They don't score a ton, but they do a great job of facilitating the offense. You give them the basketball, you know they're going to get it where it needs to go. They're going to they're going to run through the system and to have basically Isabella Volkman starts, Olivia Volkman comes in to replace her and not too much of a drop off. Uh Janie Ferrone hit two threes. Uh, Layla Comet, she actually struggled a bit shooting from in close. She still ended with eight points, but I'm sure she knows she left some things on the table. She could have had 15 as well. Uh, Bailey Haslam plays well. Jocelyn Dietlin had six points. Sydney Smith didn't score, but again, like you mentioned with Distal Wrath, and the other guys on St. Clair's. I was mentioning her name. She was doing things. Uh, Marine City swarms you defensively. They get points off of turnovers, but what they also do, at least against Frazier, they did not struggle to score in the half court. They have very good vision. 
They play unselfish basketball, and they, they, they put their foot on Frazier's throat from Jump Street and didn't let off until the final buzzer. Yeah, it, it, last year was just a weird year, okay, with, with COVID and everything. And the Mariners, we know that they have shooters, and for whatever reason, they, they had a team slump to start the year last year, and they never really recovered from it. But uh, the names that you're mentioning, these are names – this is like the third year into it that we're talking about these players. Um, and, and a lot of them we knew were really good. Well, think about some of the kids last year that were playing up as freshmen that really they played how many games last year? Let me check. They might have played already more games this year than they did last year. Last year, Marine City girls played uh, nine games. So you're asking a freshman to get their feet wet, and then they didn't. They played one game between February 25th and March 22nd. So they went. They took a month off in the middle of the season. That that is going to be tough for any freshman but Olivia Volkman now a sophomore Jade Blanchard the sophomore she's going to be a name we talk about a lot I liked her last year when I saw her as a freshman and she's just gotten better Chloe Austin is doing Chloe Austin things things that you said the last couple years you've expected from her Marine City is good and they go deep they can rotate four five six girls in and and still be very capable they are going to seriously challenge Marysville for that gold crown. And maybe it's because I've seen Marysville lose twice. And granted, the two teams Marysville lost to, Lakeview last year's blue champ and PH a red team. So it's not like they lost to, sl- to slouches. But Marine City has won me over a bit. I'm excited for when they play Marysville, which I believe is what, next week? Yeah, the 13th. So a week from tomorrow, they play in Marine City, that should be a, a really fun one. I'm just excited about that whole league because it looks to me like the best three teams are our three local teams. Right. You know, it's Marine City, Marysville, and St. Clair are without question the three best teams in that league. Right. And Frazier has girls that can play, but no one scored more than six points. Like, we talked about putting up 62 points. By the way, here are Marine City's point total since they lost to Clawson in the opener. 45-61-73-54-43-62. That's a lot of points. And they do it by playing tenacious, fast defense. They get turnovers, and the one thing they do, I mentioned it earlier, they have vision. Sometimes teams will get a steal and player just start dribbling they immediately look up they know someone's cutting down and they get it to them and they and more often than not they score it yeah again who does that sound like marysville from last year it sounds like the two teams kind of have this the same game plan and they both they use a lot of kids there's a lot of depth anybody can hurt you like i i guess the the vikings have Caitlin Kane in their back pocket for when they absolutely need a score. But you know what? I think Chloe Austin can be that kid for Marine City. I, I think Jade Blanchard could be that kid as well. Yeah. I mean, 18 points and you go 8 of 9 from the free throw line. 
tells me, hey, and, and she's a, she's one of the tallest girls out there. I don't know exact. I don't think they had her height listed, but she's one of the taller ones. So you can't just go with hack a shack routine because she'll make you pay. They have different girls, and that's what helps. Let's say Chloe Austin or Blanchard have an off night. You know Layla Comet at any night can go off yeah, for 15 to shoot. 20. Ferone can be a player that And they shoot digits. the threes. They are not scared. They hit five threes last night, and the ones that hit threes were Olivia Volkman, Bailey Haslam, Jocelyn Dietland, and Ferone hit two. So none of the girls that led scoring hit the threes. They got a lot of secondary scoring, and Marine City has it rolling. They take on Algonac next week on the 10th. That should be an interesting game. At Algonac, I know the Muskrats dropped one yesterday, but that should be another fun one. But again, they had to what? They go into Armada and... And Armada is not bad. Yeah, and they were winning that game in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah, Callie Newberry was at that game. And, and, yeah, I think she said it was like 41-37. Algonac was leading before a run. Um, yeah, it was 41-37. And then Armada on a 7-0 run to take the lead back 44-41 and didn't look back. So... That's uh, another score. Do you want to stay in the BWAC? Yeah, or? Let, let's stay in the BWAC uh, and, and kind of be, – because, again, the, the 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 BWAC has been interesting. We talked about the top half of the BWAC for the boys where so many teams have gotten off to a good start. But if you look at the, the girls' BWAC, we still think Emily City's the team with well, the target on their back. Yeah, um, they proved why. They beat Yale – 67-36, and this was a game that was somewhat close throughout most of it. Let me give you the exact numbers. Uh, Brendan Welper actually was at that game. I believe at the half, it was only 28-17, and Mary Langeman had, like, no points. The top three scorers for Emily City were Lexi Forty, Lily Langeman, Anna Langeman. No Mary Langeman to be found. She ends... The night, excuse me, with uh, where is it? Uh, with twenty points, eighteen in the second half. That's what she 67, can do. Sixty-seven, thirty-six. Final. Emily City. They're only sitting now at, I believe, five and two. Yes, five and two. But the but two again, losses: yeah, Lake Fenton and Lance Cruz North. Yeah, they they've. they've They've played. Uh, a, they played two teams tough, that might be in the final four. Yeah, they they played a tough schedule by design, I think. Because mm-hmm. again, I I still think back to that quarterfinal game last year, and if you play that game ten times, Emily City wins at seven. Yeah. God, it felt like they should have had that. They they should have had it. I, I'm going to tell you that there was it, it was two shots. One that went halfway down and popped out. That's bad luck. And one wild circus flip shot that had no business going in and that wouldn't go in 99 out of 100 times. But unfortunately, the one time it would go in was when you didn't want it to. Yeah. Yeah. So they're trying to get back there. North Branch beats Richmond 39-27. 
So North Branch now with that win goes to three and two. Uh, their only league loss is actually at Algonac. So they're sitting at two and one in league. And the final game was Almont 43, Cross Lex 28. Almont gets another win and Cross Lex is struggling to score. Almont just two and five now, but they got their first league win. The other win came over Dryden. Yeah, so um, there, yeah, there are a couple of teams at the bottom on both the both sides, the boys mm-hmm. and the girls in the BWAC that are struggling. But you've got like five teams uh, on both sides uh, in the BWAC that look like they're competitive, uh, and then you've got that on the boys' side, it's Crosslex that everybody's gunning for, yeah. and on the girls' side, it's Emily City that everybody's gunning for, and it's trying to sort out who those teams are that might challenge. Um, and and we, I think on the girls' side, it's been a little harder to figure that out so far. Yeah. Uh, other scores, Marysville stomps Lance Cruz 42-16. Whew. That's, a, uh, that's another, another Those are nice the scores win. that I expect from them. And again, Holding Lance- teams under 20 is a thing that they do. And again... Lance Cruz isn't this little sisters of the poor school. That's a division or a class A division two school that is usually really, really good. Um, Let me check to see exactly what their record was coming into this because I don't want to overstate what this win is. But that's back-to-back wins where they have played really well. So Lance Cruz was 0-5, but... They only lost to St. Clair by five. They played Lance Cruz North, Utica, South Lake. So they've had a tough schedule, but still 0-5. Marysville does what they need to do. Yeah, Lance Cruz North, really good. Utica yeah. beat PH in yeah. the opener. South so Lake. they're no slouch. Yeah. South Lake, we know, has yeah. players. Uh, the St. Clair girls get a low-scoring win over Chippewa Valley, 31-18. to I'll take that. Second straight year, they've beaten Chip Valley. So St. Clair bounces back after being fed to Lake Fenton because... Yeah, that was just not fair. Lake Fenton, Lake Fenton's on another level. Yeah, that's, uh, that was like playing a college team. Stevenson, 59. Port here on Northern, 40. Uh, as you know, Stevenson's a good team, and, and they struggled a bit with that, but they're, they're not struggling putting up points. 40 points against a good team, but it seems like Stevenson scored just about whenever they wanted. Yeah. Uh, Lons Cruz North, 51. Port here on high, 38. This one in this game, uh, Brooke Daniels had 21 points, and that's the difference. If she is just on another level. Yeah, th- this, this, is, this is a special basketball player. If you get a chance... Um, like uh, you'll probably the the districts is probably when they'll see him again, um, or they might play one more time in the regular season. Um, that's tough. You have to play that team three times in a year, but uh, she's a, she's a really really dynamic player, super fast. I mean, as a freshman, she was almost every night the best player on the court. Yeah, like she's just got unbelievable speed, um, and really does some nice things with the basketball. She's one of those players. She gets her points, but she also makes the people around her better. Um, so, like, 
she's a lot of fun to watch. And really, she's like the first like marquee player that's hurt the Big Reds this year. Right. They've been really good at shutting down the other team's best option. It's just that in this case, Brooke is, you know, otherworldly and hard to shut down. Right. Uh, if you're if you're wondering, Brooke Daniels is uh, gonna go be gonna go play at Oakland. Yeah. So that's a Division One basketball player. That I was, I, I'm actually surprised she ended at Oakland and not somewhere a little better because she is really, really yeah. good. But you're right. That's the first big time name that's really hurt PH. Uh, Julia Gilbert ended with 14 points. You also had um, Shyla Hughes with seven and Mia Jacobs with six. You know, and uh, is it just me or or did Julia grow a couple of inches? I She plays bigger than she is because she blocks every yeah, shot like, it feels like. And, and like viciously. Like, she plays like, with a mean streak. She's not nice about those block shots. Like she's trying to drive the ball back through the other person's face. Yes. <laughs> She plays with more of an edge than I think I've seen anyone else this year in girls basketball. Yeah. Like she plays like I don't care. I'm blocking your shot. I hope the ball pops in your face. Yeah, yeah. She wants to make that play like uh, we had in the Shrine Mooney game. She wants <laughs> she wants to block a shot back into somebody's face and stun them. <laughs> um, Cranbrook beat Mooney. By a score of 39-9, to Vassar knocks off KPAC 38-24. Brown City beats Carsonville Port Sanilac 41-15. And Marlette loses to Caro, boo, uh, 55-43. Carroll girls have been lighting it up this year. Yeah, they must have a good team back in your old stomping grounds. Yeah. Harbor Beach lost a bad X, by the way. Uh, 34-27, and the Memphis girls whooped New Haven Merritt 53-8. to All right, uh, good night of, uh, of basketball. There's more coming up later in the week. There's also some hockey uh, tonight um, and some basketball uh, as well, and Lance Campbell says you're going to see a good game. Yeah, we'll talk about what we have uh, going on the rest of the week, and then we'll have something. We'll let you know something fun that's going to be coming to you next week too in our final segment. All right. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, <laughs> slip, <laughs> squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Oh. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our game. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron schools, I am treated as an individual and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron school story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck on Sports podcast. Uh, and where do you, where do you want to begin? Well, let's start before we talk about this week. What will we have for you next week? Um, so we got it done yesterday, and next Monday for the rest of the basketball season, we will bring you the. Uh, I guess I I don't know what we officially are going to call it, but I guess the Blue Water Area Media Poll, I guess would be the working title for now. 
uh, where we'll give you the top five boys and girls teams. But instead of it just being our individual opinions, it will be myself, Dennis, Brendan Welper, and Callie Newberry. We'll all submit a poll. We'll put it together. And then that's what we'll do in our last segment every Monday for both boys and girls basketball for hopefully the rest of the season. All right. Well, I already told you my top five. <laughs> so, yeah, that'll be coming your so way. So, basically, there'll be, there'll be four top fives, and then based off of that, yeah. we'll get one list. Which? Because there'll be points for. Yeah, if you if get a first place vote, yeah, you, you get, get five, five points, points, second two, so on and so forth. And so then as we'll add up the points for everybody on everybody's list, and then that will give us our final list. Because it is nice to see that, like, last night there were – Four of us are at four different games. I was at Marine City against Frazier. You were at St. Clair Yale. Brendan Welper was at Emily City Yale. And Callie was at Armada and Algonac. Yeah. It's nice to uh, – because between the four of us, we see a good amount of basketball games and figure, well, let, let's just combine all, all of our thoughts and we'll, we'll get a poll. So, and that'll give uh, everybody out there something else to get mad at us about. Yes, yes, it <laughs> will. How can you put them in number one? Hey, I didn't. <laughs> I had this team at number one, but when we added up the points, this other team ended up at number one. Yeah. So, uh, if it all goes to plan, we'll have that next Monday for you. All right. So, good stuff. and hopefully, because we're what anywhere from four to nine games in for every team. So I think I think we both have kind of a good idea who's in the top five for each. It just matters how it shakes out. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, the 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 part of who do I put where? I, I, like I said, I think on both sides of the track, I know my five teams, but I just don't know exactly what order to put them in yet. But I'll know more about it because. Uh, the, there are less and less teams that I haven't seen right now, and one of the ones that I need to see that you've told us about today on the show are the Marine City Girls, and I'll get to see them on Thursday against St. Clair. Yeah, so. here's what we have for the next couple days. Actually, today there is a lot of boys' games, and it's, uh, it's a lot of thumb action. Mooney is at Everest. But then the rest, Laker at Sandusky, where I'll be tonight, Bad Axe at Harbor Beach, Vassar at K-Pac, Marlet at Caro, Bad Axe at Reese. And that's it for boys basketball and girls basketball tonight. You have hockey, Oxford at Marysville, and Lance Cruz Unified at Port Huron. So you have a doubleheader at McMoran Arena. I, I do indeed. PH uh, Unified struggled a, a little bit this year with only the one win, but they've been more competitive since they've gotten more kids back into the lineup, and they're playing a, uh, a Lance Cruz Unified team that's right around 500. They're they're six and four going into this one. Their their most recent game was a one nothing loss to uh, Romeo. Marysville's been rolling. I, Marysville is like nine and two, and one of their losses was in overtime. I think the last two losses have been um, in overtime, and uh, and and they're taking on. Uh, an Oxford uh, team that has uh, struggled a little bit uh, this uh, season. Um, I just had their record up a minute ago. Oxford is, yeah, they're, they're they're they've only won two games. They're two they're two and four, and they've given up a lot of goals. Yeah, so we'll see more tonight. 
um, with that. So you'll get back to the hockey rink. Haven't talked a lot of hockey recently. They took a little bit of a of a hiatus. Um, by the way, I, I Logan Sheffer in the running for state champs hockey player of the year. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, and and, and in that league, those other coaches notice a kid making 40, 45 saves a game. Mm-hmm. They, they see what he does uh, and how he keeps the Huskies in games and makes them dangerous. Um, and, and that's why in recent years you've seen uh, Northern beat Cranbrook and Orchard Lake St. Mary's and some of these teams play with and, and go to overtime with De La Salle and Trenton uh, a hard time. And it's because Logan Sheffer can do that for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow on Thursday, Port Huron and Port Huron Northern play along with St. Clair and Marine City. Those will be the two games we give you. Those will be fun. Yeah. Um, the, 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 that's, that's a good night of girls basketball, uh, on a, on a Thursday uh, night. Uh, I bumped into Lance Campbell last night. Uh, he, he was at the, the Yale St. Clair game, obviously taking a look at, uh, Yale and he, he's like, well, what do you got uh, tomorrow? And I said, I got hockey tomorrow. I said, Brady's going up to Sandusky. They're playing Laker. And he's like, oh, that's a good one. L- number one he says, you love Sandusky's gem. I said, yeah, I know I've been up there. And he's like, and and Laker, he says, is lanky. Yeah. He said they are the lanky Lakers. He said they did a scrimmage with them, and he's, he's Elton Pigeon Bayport got a good team. Well, I'm, ex- I'm excited for that. Other girls' basketball action on Thursday, Roseville at Marysville. Roseville's usually a good team in the gold. They're not a big threat to win it, but they're a threat on any given night they can knock you off. Yeah. That, that's, that's not an easy game. It's a game that we'll expect Marysville to win, but that's mm-hmm. not necessarily – Especially um, at home, you should yeah, win that game. You're not, not necessarily going to go out and win by 50 points, though. The rest of the girls' action is New Haven at Lincoln, Memphis at Ubley, Brown City at Harbor Beach, K-Pack at Marlette, Deckerville at Mayville, Bay City All Saints at Peck. We'll have one hockey game on Thursday. Port here on Northern takes on Brother Rice in Brother Rice. So that will be a tough one. And three boys games, all BWAC action. Yale at Croslex, Richmond at MLA City, and North Branch at Algonac. And uh, those those first two games are really intriguing to me. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm not, I, again, uh, do I think Crosslex is the best team? Yes. But, like, Yale's not an easy game. That's not an easy team to play against. Uh, and then, uh, obviously, we already mentioned the Emily City game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to parrot the Crosslex stats. It's the last time they lost a regular season game that was played. The calendar said 2019. All right. Boys basketball on, on Friday. Um, uh, I, I haven't seen the big, I actually wanted to see Tyler Jamison play, <laughs> but I haven't seen the big red boys yet. So I'm going to go and uh, watch their game against the uh, Clintondale, uh, at, oh, that uh, was PH. the one game we did miss that PH did play Farmington back on Monday and they, lo- and they dropped it. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I knew I missed such some- a weird game. What? Yeah. Why, why didn't you yell at me, Dennis? I knew I didn't bring up the PH Farmington game. Sorry. I just thought of it myself when I mentioned they're playing Clintondale on Friday. 
How did I and not I'll see? I'll be at that game, and you'll go to the northern. You'll go to the northern game, and they've got uh, Frazier, and we'll see if uh, Tyler Jamison can go uh, to fifty. I swore <laughs> I had the M- I had the MHSA score page up. Did not see it anyway. I got the the scores from there. It was forty six thirty three, and for PH. Rosenau had 17. No one else had more than five. So that that's tough. But and again, for the for the big reds, from just looking at scores and and that, they're just looking for guys to be consistent. They can get consistent from the, the, their their big three four players. Um, then they're going to win more ball games. Yes. Yes, they will, but they play Clintondale, and then we'll talk about all those Friday games on Friday's show, but apologize to our Big Red fans. I can't believe I forgot. I knew I forgot something. Hey, you got a lot on your mind. I do. Like whether you're going to eat pizza or a sub before the game today. Yeah, I got a, I got a little bit of a hike to Sandusky, but I'm excited for that, so... Anything else before we go, Dennis? I think that's it. Next Monday we'll have the, I guess, the Blue Water Area Media Poll, unless anyone comes up with a better name because that was kind of on the fly for me. Yeah, we'll, we'll think about it. We yeah. got we got time to think about it. So be ready for that. And then Rivalry Thursday is tomorrow, but tonight you have two hockey games starting at 6. Uh, Marysville plays first at 6, correct? Marysville then, at 6 and then uh, PH Unified at 8. And then my game doesn't tip till 7.30, in Sandusky when they take on Laker. Should be a lot of fun, so uh, you'll want to check it out on GetStuckOnSports.com. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.